Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise in revolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green and Laura Thompson. Ebbs. Hello, Laura. Hello, darling. So here we are, podcast seven. I think we should call this one 2020. What a flux of a year. Yeah, brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, and what we were thinking of is in this kind of most craziest of unprecedented years, if we took stock of all of the webinars, picked out some of the highlights and I guess do what we can to make some sense and every day a school day and all the learning, etc. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's really good because the amount of work that's gone into it, it's not until you look back on it and review it, Law, that you realise just, wow, the amount of content that's there and what we've thought about and got people to think differently maybe about, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And thank God for Google image search. That's all I can say. Oh, yeah, definitely. And quotes. Quotes on a page. Quotes. Love that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Incredible. So, my gosh. So, when was the first one then? So, that was back in March. March. Was it the 19th of March, I think, was the first one. Yeah, I think we just did it or there or thereabouts. It wasn't yeah. long after, I think, no. that we just went, let's, um, let's keep the momentum going. Let's give something back. And let's keep ourselves active. Um, yeah. Wow. So it started back then. Yeah, we're probably wearing the same clothes now. The weather's probably the same. <laughs> okay. Um, and I guess what, what sort of marks this, this, this opportunity to review, I guess, is we're going to be shifting and transitioning into the world of podcasts and that being the kind of thing we're going to have a proper play around with kind of now. Yeah. And shifting and transitioning seems to have been a key theme, I guess. So let's let's recall. So we had series one so series one which was the first part of the rainbow series which was a really powerful kind of um, image for us as and and the nation yes absolutely um so what were some of the highlights there so the topics we covered there yeah we covered quite a lot in there I think the highlight for me um was that being creative um you know when solo and being able to think about how um how to how do you create a create your creative world in a way where you're thinking, oh, I'm on my own. I've got no one to bounce ideas off or speak to or share with. Um, yeah. So we were talking about how we can sort of quieten our um, active mind um, and build in some time to think. So we could c- provide some variety, I think, uh, in our day and be creative with it. So not just the same old, same old, but mix it up a little bit um, so that you had a bit of a different day, but were able to tap into that creativity. Um, because, you know, we we sort of said in here that, you know, we're really, we're incredible human beings. And I think our ability to cope is, is just incredible. So how can we be creative in making sure that we continue to build on that and build our resilience through that? Yeah. And do you know what I think is really quite poignant now is at the time it felt there was a lot of adrenaline. There was the shock of change. So really series one, two and three was dealing with the shock of change, wasn't yeah. it? So if anyone's wanting to kind of dip back in, it's yeah. kind of dealing with dealing with the sort of the shock, really. And the immediate aftermath of there being huge amounts of change put yeah. plonked upon you, you know. I think um, we also looked at that during wellness, during emotional highs and lows, that went down a real yeah. storm with that one. And that being able to um, living on purpose um, to enable you to um, continue to be the human that you want to be. So there was, yeah, there was a couple in there that were just really yeah. good in those series. 
but but I think what has just sort of clicked in my mind is is at the time it felt like this was dealing with the one-off and it was being able to thrive to be able to emerge and crack on with then whatever was on the sort of on waiting on the other side yeah probably at that point none of us really had an indication that this wasn't about how to handle March April May being creative while solo for example yeah this is potentially being able to be creative while solo working in a permanent remote based team yes that 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 you might have been recruited uh, you know we, there'll be people listening who have started new roles yeah. who have been recruited and onboarded all via remote so I think what's quite poignant now is looking back in hindsight with those themes although there was a lot of energy and lot of um, um kind of you know need to focus on them actually these are things now that I would imagine seeing in company induction manuals <laughs> you know how how to set up and work well remotely not yeah. for a one-off not for an urgent sticking plaster makeshift solution but potentially as a permanent way of working yeah um, so I think that's quite interesting looking back and sort of reviewing it all in a kind of meta summary of, wow, some of those things that felt like one-offs just to thrive in that moment in time yeah. potentially are going to be enduring requirements for this next decade. Yeah, definitely. And I think we picked that up when you we go back and, you know, as you said, for anybody who wants to have a look at the ones we've done before that have gone before, you can definitely see how that was like, as you say, the energy was behind it. Um, and then as it became more permanent, um, yeah. it's sort of, we changed our tack a little bit to help people even more and support them, and especially people who had remote teams. How would they be able to still look after them um, as well and, and have to change and adapt their style to some extent? Because, you know, suddenly you're not in the same room with somebody. You're, yeah. as you said, virtually running a team meeting. So, yeah, it was fascinating to help. Yeah. I suppose, support people with just saying, it's okay. You're not alone in this, which I think is the bit that's come through a lot. Well, you're, yeah, you're not alone. Yeah. yeah. And then we had the gorgeous series for the tree, Be Like a Tree series. Yeah. Oh. And I loved that one because that was all about, um, well, it's just so, it's so good for your mental health to look at pictures of trees. So that was the, that was the first thing. That was a change from looking at pictures of robots, Debs. <laughs> Um, I, I know we're I know we're both secretly working on the SAS inspired uh, motivational session. <laughs> I won't look at your latest Google search anyway. So the um, and the be like a tree. I liked that one because th- there's something really majestic, isn't there, about yeah. the roots to keep you grounded, but then the light and the air to branch out and grow. And oh, it just worked really yeah. nice as a little metaphor there. Yes. Um, so where where might um, where might that be useful to recommend now? So what, what mm-hmm. that at the time? I guess that was about starting out afresh. It was, yeah. I think we t- we talked about getting ready for new beginnings, um, and that we had to sort of let go of some stuff to let new stuff come in, um, mm. and looking out how can we be open in ourselves and and helping others to be open to look for opportunities that are going to be different, um, so that you know you could be in the best place possible to make better decisions or even new decisions because we've never had to think about this before so yeah. that series just absolutely summed that up for me about you know and um, the quote that you know came through from that was was you know what if I fall oh but my darling what if you fly with Erin Hansen's quote that that just resonated with you and me and Gail and and lots of other people as well I think so yeah that sort of summed it up really well on that one yeah, well. yeah nice yeah nice summary and um we had Lindsay join us on the the fabulous Lindsay Thompson right we did um, sister from another mister and yeah. she um 
she changed my life actually I had never really realized how important structure and boundaries were because yes. I think what's really empowering is when you understand why these things are so important so a massive part of our psychological sense of security etc um you then mean that you, you can just then act with a bit more uh, intent you know rather than kind of thinking you know ha, ha, uh, what, what went wrong today or how can I make tomorrow better and then you've actually got a bit of an idea as to how to apply a bit of strategy to it and then of course you can help others yes. the more you understand why the more you can then help other people to understand why which I think yeah. is a big driver f- you know for us um, Lindsay's been doing you know we've been as you know we've been doing the you know different wellness workshops for different companies and well-being and resilience and coping in a virtual world for some of our clients and you know when you hear Lindsay talk about the, the just those routines and structure you can see people go oh yeah okay I just need to adapt maybe my current structure I don't have to work you know all the hours God sends me or have this feeling of presenteeism I can actually um, create a different structure that works for me and my boss and my team as well so you can it's like a revelation for people as well to have that how important I think routine and structure is to us. It's been amazing yeah. to listen in on when she's been doing that. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, and then probably echoing where we were at at that point, we kind of um, really started to stretch our comfort zones, didn't we, and get a little bit, what was? what's your brilliant phrase? Disrupt your thinking. Yes, disrupt your thinking. So then the, we had we had the, the fifth series, which was, right, let's have a look at what are going to be some of the future-proof skills of 2020s. Yeah. And... Um, I mean, without being harsh, I'm sure a lot of people are like this. Anytime I see a book or a publication or an article or a blog post and it's got the date of anything before the 14th of March 2020, to me, I would always just have this kind of, right, well, that was written then, but now we're in this kind of new world. So it was fascinating going back through those books, wasn't it? Yes. These big hitting, big bestseller books and viewing it with a post-COVID lens. Yes. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, that was just incredible to look at things like stuff about future focusing careers. Yes. Which there was loads of stuff about technology, et cetera, but not one of those books had a whiff of what does that mean if there's a pandemic and what does that mean for your career plans? And yeah. how does how does the government then invest in young people, training up young people yeah. to be able to earn and generate the amount of tax to pay back all the furlough? In 15, 20 years' time. Um, and uh, no one's really done the thinking yet because there'd been lots of thinking about technology, but not about post-pandemic. Yeah. yeah, or even people, I think, to some of that, or being um, keeping it real. Like we said, you know, disrupt your thinking. You've still got to keep some uh, element of reality. And that, you know, you started that series off with the book Humankind. Um, and I know, well, I read it as well. And, and I know a couple of other people I know, I recommended it to them and they've read it and they went, oh, it just puts it into a bit of perspective, really, doesn't it? So, you know, that and, you know, looking back at Brené Brown's book, Dare to Lead, I think that, you know, the qualities that sit underneath us as humans that she talks about in that are still really relevant. It's just how do we flux and adapt them, as you say, um, to where we are today and how do we bring them into our conversations and things like that? Yeah, what I really, um, what was really powerful was those conversations we had leading up to the one that was the Dare to Lead with Brene Brown, actually about the art of teamship, as yes. we were talking about, as opposed to leadership. Because I don't know a single person in my professional or personal network that has had one unbroken stint of leading the same team and always yes. being the boss. Statistically, as we discussed, you're far more likely to be a team member than always the continuous team leader. So although the books about leadership are the ones that sell, 
actually the vast majority of what gets work done is teamship how the team interacts how they support each other but um that doesn't get the book sales but when you stop and think about it how how useful and practical and collaborative you are as a team member is more likely to indicate your career success over this next decade yeah, definitely. And that whole, I think, being of teamship and as I say, we're all as important as each other in in delivering on whatever the deliverables are and what we have to do to create, you know, the operational excellence, whatever it might be that the company is striving for. But without the team working as one and collaboration and have some care and curiosity, as you always talk about those. Yeah. Um, I think it's been so key. So when we added it on the, I think the last one we did was about being communication fit. Yes. Was that how do we communicate um, as well with each other, but also with other people around us and understand that we're just all different and how do yeah. we adapt and flux and flex our style towards that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then series six. Oh, oh. what fun we have with series six. We did have fun with that. Yeah, so where, where series one, two, three was dealing with the shock and the aftermath of change, series four was starting to think about what might I need to branch out to have some new beginnings. Series five was right, well, what might be in the sort of long lens so I can set myself up to thrive in the kind of future? Series six was right, how do I smash it right now? What yeah. are some of the things that you were hearing in your privileged position as a coach? I was picking up in all of the client conversations, you know, that we've all been having and thinking, what are some of the key things that actually seem to be um, you know, scenarios that mm. are going to inhibit people's feelings of confidence and success? And yeah. so, uh, so we, so we uh, did a Dear Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> so you was the kind of, you know, the resident agony aunt, Dear Debbie letter from our Foxy Post bag. I mean, that yeah. sort of brought a bit of lightness to some pretty dark, well, not dark topics, but deep topics. Yeah. And just bringing a bit of... Uh, yeah, that are important to people right now. So yeah. that reality around it. And that was just so cool to be able to respond to somebody in a letter that's which is just fab isn't it to do that yeah. and just have the question posed from your foxy post box and go yeah okay let's think about that with some real practical things that is within yeah. people's reach and control and you know can do something with so yeah I loved it yeah yeah and what were some key things that came from that well obviously we've ended on the winter wellness one yes. which is how do we set up well for remote-based working which is seems like it's here that's one thing we can predict there's likely yes. to be lots of remote working that's going to continue and what does that mean in terms of setting ourselves up well when potentially there's just going to be darkness every time we look out the window and there might not be picnics and barbecues to look forward to to sort of provide a bit of relief but what did you what do you, what for you was the most um for, for what were you with the topics that came from the recent series that you you know people you know that's landed with people what have been yeah, the things I, that you think has landed well I think definitely the one that we did on um imposter syndrome um I think mm-hmm. that one really landed well in that series as well and the other one that I really enjoyed was you know that you start say that again you know confidence as a midlife learner um you know and how to deal with introverts and extroverts in the workplace as well um there was a couple there that really resonated and I know you know the the you know the dear Debbie letter was very um relevant because it was stuff that as you said that we'd been hearing um from our clients or you know people that we just generally been speaking to about what's going on for them so it just made it more real and in the moment as you you know as you alluded to earlier that 
you know, we we can't rely before you know March 2020 on how do we fix this? You know, how do we deal with this? It's very much let's have a look at what we can do with some, you know, old stuff that we know, but putting a new um, a new spin on it or shining a bit different lights on it. Yeah. So it becomes more relevant for now. Absolutely, Debs. I mean, you know, I, I just remember just kind of like laughing out loud at some of the old training that I stumbled across about, you know, how to for time management. And there'd be, you know, material that would say, ask your secretary to screen your calls. And it's like, <laughs> what world are you living in? I don't know anyone that has their own secretary, even people that are, are right, you know, at the top of uh, the tip of an organisation tend to have a shared administration yes. resource. I mean, mm-hmm. this just felt like I was reading something from another time and you know potentially we're going to be looking at things now that says you know if there's a challenge within the team get them all together and go out for a social night and again we might look at those things now and go but that's a different world we don't have that option anymore so I think that's why we you know the world being involved in learning and development I don't think there's ever been such an exciting time Debs because genuinely we've all got our L plates on now and we can't google our way out of this one we've got to think and lean right in and just think of some really quite provocative you know uh, um, disruptive ways as you say to disrupt your thinking to create new realities yes that are going to be fit for purpose in this new sort of decade ahead um so what for you um would be so we wanted to do a review as sort of podcast seven what in your experience is the power of someone taking a time to reflect and review and what would your suggestion be for someone who is you know at the tail end of this crazy year what would be your advice? Mm. I would definitely, um, we forget the power of reflection and that review. Um, we always hear that saying, plan, do, and review. We do the plan and the do, but we forget to review. Um, so I would encourage people right now to just take a moment and, and think about, look back at what they actually have achieved over these last coming months um, and just look at the successes that they've had as well so that they can recognise that even though it's been a, you know, a a crazy bit of a roller coaster ride that we've all been going on. They've actually been achieving lots throughout that. So that ability to review and go, what's gone well for me? You know, what would I take into 2021 that's going to continue to help me with this? Um, you know, and how how have I changed um, as an individual as well? Um, but, but what am I noticing that's different around me? So how can I take some of my learnings and and encourage people to keep keep growing, keep learning. They're not and knowing that they're not alone around it. Um, and also thinking about using the Gale um, analogy that we came up with, which was... Oh, people loved that, yeah, didn't they? They did. Our Gale, we've all got to have a Gale in our lives. So the, you know, one thing am I grateful for? Uh, one thing have I achieved or accomplished? One thing I've improved upon and one thing I've learned? I think that's the bit that was going to help people just reflect back on this year and then be able to take some of that great stuff forward into 2021. Yeah. Oh, that was just such a touch when you came up with that, David. It was brilliant. Um, I mean, I, I think, uh, I, I guess the fancy term for it is a bit of metacognition, isn't it? So thinking about your thinking. So rather than it all just kind of getting, uh, you know, um, forgotten every time you have a sleep or a bottle of wine, <laughs> whatever the mechanism is uh, to, to sort of thrive at the moment, um, then you, we don't sort of lose all the richness of this learning as well. Because one of my favourite books from that fifth epi- series that we did with books, was the obstacle is the way and could it be that this has been the very uh relevant induction 
for smashing the next 10, 20 years yeah. as technology, technology um, revolutionises even more what we're doing. And could it be that 2020, uncomfortable as it has been, yeah. has actually been the, 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 the training course, to yeah. the training ground, to then have a think about, well, you know, what, what's, what's going on right now? What's going on in the future? And what does that mean in terms of thriving now, whether that's yeah. in a professional role or in a personal role? Definitely. I think and what does that mean as opportunity, isn't it, Law? It's looking for the opportunity within. Yeah. And like everything else, you know, it doesn't matter how crazy our worlds are. If we can look for that silver lining or that gift that's coming for or the opportunity it's now presenting, then that just you know enables us to, you know, fulfill whatever it is we're doing because we know we there is an opportunity here. But what we've done is lay the foundations so we can build continue to build on it. Yeah. And I guess we've got two choices. I can either keep focusing on what used to be and, yeah. and trying to maintain my current situation and protect it and preserve it and be like a panda. Um, and I can do what we want, but change is incredibly uncomfortable for a panda. And basically your ability to survive tomorrow is based on whether people are going to donate to a charity <laughs> to keep to preserve you. Whereas the, the the fox or, you know, is is just a an animal that we see in wildlife that will just crack on. And it might have yeah. been raised one way but it's got the humility to recognize quickly what I've been doing may yeah. not be what needs to happen in the future and that's okay you know yeah. <laughs> it's still yeah. the same you it's just the way in which you go about your day-to-day -day business might be slightly changing yeah definitely so to be more fox be more fox definitely fox here I mean what the fox of a year it has been WTF and um, so Debs <laughs> give us one final practical takeaway for anyone who is thinking about getting towards the end of this year what might be a way to review and then preview what in your experience as a coach helps people actually take stock and be able yep. to shift on transform forward so there's two things that people love to do is to do their um a bit of a vision board so to capture their successes through the year in pictures um, and spend some time being creative as well, which links in, which is the people love doing that one. And then potentially they could set one up for 2021. So go out and you know, look, search for the Google images and pull them out and put them all on a big piece of card so you can see what you have done. Um, and just sit back and look at it and go, yeah, I've made that happen. Um, and the other one people love doing is just journaling. So taking a moment, taking stock of the year, um, as you're doing a gale for the whole of the year and just journaling what their thoughts are and their feelings are. Um, that People really love doing that. Oh, nice. Um, right, wonderful. Well, Devs, what a journey, eh? What Ooh. a journey. <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit destination unknown when we started this out, but... It's been an absolute pleasure and I don't quite know what I would have done had I not had this vehicle to be creative and contain all of these thoughts that were going around, you know, all of sort of around us. So yes, thank it you. was meant to be. Thank it you. Was, it was meant to be. And onwards with the podcast. Yes. So we have episode eight um, and then we'll then be evolving with um, our very own jingle and theme tune from that point on. But episode eight. So I'll see you next week. You'll see you next week, Law. Thank you. Yeah. All love right. Love you. Bye. Secrets from a coach. Brought to you by Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson of Phenomenal Training. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at info at wishfish.org.uk.